0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. As always, I'm your host and manager of BT Powerhouse, Thomas Bendit. Coming to you, uh, continuing on with our season preview series. Uh, We've touched on a couple teams so far. Uh, Continuing on tonight with one of the uh, more hyped teams coming into this season, and that would be Illinois, uh, who will almost certainly enter the year ranked in the top ten considered a serious Big Ten title contender uh, after a really solid 2019-20 season, returning a lot of talent. And to help us break down the Illini, we have Tristan uh, from our SB Nation's Illinois site. Uh, Tristan, how's it going? Pretty good, Thomas. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it. And just for our listeners, I think we've had, we have had you on last year for our, our season preview series as well. Um but if you could just remind people where they can check out your stuff and what you guys do over at uh, Champagne Room,
1: yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I'm the editor in chief over at the Champagne Room. Um, I cover the basketball team. You can find me at t kizik20 um, on Twitter, we're on Instagram, Facebook, all that. So
0: perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Thank you again for joining. We appreciate it. Um, I I think we should just dive right in. Um, this will be a season unlike any other uh, due to the, the COVID-19 pandemic. I think it's safe to say that um, hopefully things improve by the time college basketball starts, hopefully in late November. But this is something that to some extent will probably exist throughout the entire season, uh, regardless of, of what the season looks like. But putting that kind of stuff aside, um how are Illinois fans feeling generally coming into the season? You know, last year, really productive. Um, It's, it's kind of been an upward trend since Brad Underwood was hired a couple years back. They start his first year, uh, 14 and 18 overall hundred if or so on Ken Palm next year, the record actually regresses a little bit to 12 and 21, but they bump up about 20 spots on Ken Palm. And then last year, Illinois finishes 21-10 and overall in the shortened season. Obviously, there was no postseason, uh, but they get all the way up to 30th on Ken Palm. So what's sort of the feeling around Illinois uh, heading into the season?
1: Yeah, uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, uh, like you said, the past couple of years. Um, Credit to Brad Underwood. Um, He stepped in and his recruiting classes have have done the job and, and done what they thought Illinois fans hoped they would do. Um so yeah, like you said, um last season uh a little bit better than I think even Illinois fans expected. Um <laughs> I it was a little I don't know, it was it was a scary time for a, a lot of Illinois fans um this off season. Um they weren't sure if we were gonna get Kofi back, if we were gonna get Io back, if we were gonna get both of them back, if we weren't gonna get any of them back. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously um they both announced within the past few months that they are returning. Um, I know this is a team that thought it could make some noise in the postseason last year in the big Ten tournament um, and possibly even make a sweet 16 run in the NCAA tournament. Um, now they're back. They haven't lost much. Um, I say much. Andres Feliz, his his loss is will hurt this team, I think. Um, and the same with Alan Griffin. Um, but I think they have what they need on this roster right now to fill those those voids going into the season.
0: Mm-hmm absolutely uh, i i think there's got to be a lot of excitement among fans i mean you're talking about uh, at least two may, maybe more than that depending on how some of these freshmen <laughs> turn out this year uh but at least two very serious and legitimate nba prospects on a team coming back uh in a given season is is something you just you don't see that often and obviously part of it is probably due to this pandemic <clears throat> but i'm sure that that's not going to hurt illinois fans feelings at all uh to get back you know uh these players of this of this quality um with with Cokeburn and IO it, it, there's a lot of talent coming back on this roster um and frankly the team as you mentioned I I totally agree it's going to look a lot like it did last year just with a little more experience and a couple new faces but before we get into this season and what to expect and and how the roster shakes out I did just want to round back to last season as you mentioned it it really was disappointing to see uh, or I guess not see what this team would do in the in the postseason they finished with a lot of momentum they went five out of six heading into the Big Ten tournament uh which they never got to play in unfortunately um do you think this was a team capable of of making a deep run in March or did you think they fans kind of knew what they what they got
1: no, I absolutely think that this team could have could have made some noise in March. Um, They're playing their best basketball at the right time. I think they led the Big Ten in road wins last season, which wasn't an easy thing to do. Um, yeah. I think behind Io and Kofi, they they very well could have made it to to a Sweet Sixteen weekend um, um, last year.
0: Absolutely, and I I think you know in general when, the things you look for. Um, on teams, you know, you look for a, a couple guys, uh, you know, you don't want the one-headed monster um, speaking for, you know, things you look for in a, a team that's going to go deep in March. Again, you look for a couple guys, you look for a team that uh, isn't too one-sided, they can rely on a couple different areas, and I think Illinois checked a lot of those boxes I don't know if they checked enough for me to say, oh, yeah, they would have made the Final Four or they would have been playing uh, on Monday in April or or something like that. But they checked enough boxes for me to think, yeah, they had a serious shot at the Sweet 16. You know, maybe if they got a favorable draw, maybe if somebody, you know, really got hot, you know, one of these, uh, um, I guess, role players, as you want to call them. um, Maybe they got a shot at the Elite Eight or or something beyond that. But I think this is a talented team, proven. You know, you mentioned they won a lot of games and really tough venues this year. Uh, I, I know, just speaking from my perspective, that two-game stretch where they beat Purdue on the road and then they beat Michigan on the road in pretty dramatic fashion against the Wolverines, that one really sticks in my mind as, um, I guess, what this team was capable of. So, disappointing we didn't get to see it finish, but of course, last year is last year. We move into this year. We Nobody knows really what to expect, but... From a roster perspective, um, who are the biggest guys going out the door? Uh, Who are the biggest newcomers uh, arriving on campus that fans should be aware of? Yeah, like I mentioned
1: earlier, um, this team only lost three guys. Andres Felice, um, who kind of came off the bench and was a potential sixth man of the year last year, I I, I think. Um, He stepped in and was the energizer um, at a lot of times last season. Um, They lost Alan Griffin to transfer. Um, Tevian Jones to transfer, and then Kipper Nichols graduated. Um, the The loss of Kipper and, and Tevian don't hurt too much. Um, they didn't they didn't produce a whole lot for this team last year, um, but Alan Griffin definitely stepped in at times and showed flashes of what Illinois hoped it, it would have for a wing. Um, but like I said, he, he was very streaky. Um, and then decided to transfer this offseason and is at Syracuse now, I believe. Um, and then coming in, they have two top 50 freshmen in Adam Miller, who's a Chicago, Chicago guy, um, Andre Corbello, who's another top 50 guard, and then Coleman Hawkins and Brandon Lee, who will kind of flesh out the front court. Um, but there are high expectations for Adam Miller. Um, the second big. Illinois guy to stay home now since Brad Underwood has taken over. Um, I know a lot of Illinois fans weren't necessarily sure they would get to see Adam Miller and I would assume you, uh, suit up in an Illinois jersey at the same time. Um, so that'll be really exciting. And then Andre Corbello is a guy that I, I would not sleep on. Um, he got very high praise last year um, playing for Long Island Lutheran uh, over in New York. Um, and was called the best point guard in high school by by some scouts. So I think wow. those two will step in and immediately help this team. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think from my perspective, just to start out with, I, I don't think I'm setting any land speed records when I say this. The core of the team is going to live and die with with the returners from last season. I mean, again, you got two very legitimate NBA prospects. They're going to lead this team. And frankly, if they don't and it's not related to some type of injury, I think Illinois fans should be ecstatic because you're going to have one of the best teams in the country if if somehow that doesn't happen. But uh, excluding some some weird uh, quirk, uh, that's going to be the core of the team. They're, you're going to live and die with them. Um, as you mentioned, basically everybody who's walking out the door to the small extent that that's actually happening. They're role players, they're secondary guys, they're they're not your your top-notch guys. So I, I think as an a LionEye fan, you gotta be excited from that perspective. And then uh, to think that you're replacing those guys with a class like this, I I think has to be really exciting. You know, you mentioned Miller. Um, I I think he he's a, a top-notch guy. Um, I don't know if I would say he's the best guy coming in in the Big Ten this year as a prospect, but he's certainly up there in the top handful of guys. Um, he's a guy I would expect to play significantly early. Um, we'll get into the lineup things later. I'm curious to to see what you think as far as where he might fit in in the lineup. But um, I guess an, answer this for me. It, as a fan, as somebody who follows the team, um, You know, if you had to take the guys who left or the guys that are coming in, uh, which group are you taking as a Illinois fan? I'm I'll probably take, taking coming in,
1: uh, especially yeah. if that includes uh, the two transfers who had to sit out last year and Austin Hutcherson, who was a D3 t- transfer from Wesleyan, and then also Jacob Grandison, who was a transfer from Holy Cross. So we didn't even get to see those guys last year. Um, so with them eligible, if you want to kind of throw them into that incoming group, um, then I, I'd say there's a, there's a lot of talent, That more talent coming in this year than, than probably what left.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think to think you're bringing in more talent than is leaving the door after a really solid season and having, again, big time players on the team, I, I think speaks volumes about the talent here. Um, the fact that Brad Underwood is, this is easily the most talented roster he has had uh, since he arrived in Champaign. And there's just so many different Pieces. I mean you can I, I could see them riding the front court in certain games riding the back court in other games um, which is gonna be really good for what should be a really deep and talented big Ten this season so uh, gotta be excited from there um, as far as the the team overall we've talked about some of the pieces that have gone out the door some that are coming in um, as far as the team overall uh, what are you most excited about? Um, and what are some areas where you're a little concerned about the Illini coming into the season?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see, hopefully, Georgie Bashanishvili get back on track this year. Um, kind of played a little bit of a different role last year um, with the emergence mm-hmm. of Kofi. Um, so he kind of he stepped to the side and, and didn't really do nearly as much as he did in his freshman year, um, to be frank. Um, but I, I think he'll bounce back in a big way as a junior um, and then also Trent Frazier is still on this basketball team and he had a, a heck of a freshman year and doesn't even get mentioned and as being <laughs> the top four player on, on this team now. Um, but he's really kind of stepped in as a premier on ball defender in the big 10. Um, his shooting numbers dip a little bit, but still shot over 30% behind the arc, um, which is exactly what he's been asked to do in this offense. Um, so I think as far as strengths go, just the depth of this team, um, what scares me the most is the same thing that scared me with this team last year at this time, and that's just the quality of the wing play. Um, they're unproven at, at this level. Um, I think Adam Miller will kind of step in and, and get some minutes on the wing. Um, and then the other minutes will probably go to Grandison and Hutcherson, the two transfers that sat out last year. Um, that played well at their respective levels, um, but haven't been able to show that on the court um, in the Big Ten. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I I think from my perspective, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the depth and just diversity of of pieces uh, that Underwood has to use this year, I think, has to be exciting um, from a fan perspective. Uh, Again, there's some great pieces in the front court. There's also you can go too deep. I mean, you can, you can play Kofi, you can play Georgie. uh, And that's a really, really nice thing to have depending on the team you're playing. And I think the same is true in the backcourt with Frazier, uh, with AO um, with the incoming recruits. Uh, So there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of different pieces to use. I think conversely um, the things I'm concerned about first and foremost is the team's got to get better from outside the arc. I mean, uh 310th nationally in three-point percentage. Um, uh, they're three hundred and twenty-fourth in percentage of team points off of three pointers last year. I'm not saying you have to be a great, you know, the Golden State Warriors here to to win the Big Ten or, or something like that. But certainly if Illinois is going to achieve these goals of being a top 10 team, of being in the final four hunt, uh, you gotta get that out of the red, maybe a little bit more into just being mediocre. Uh, instead of of downright bad uh, from that perspective. So I I think that's an area they got to improve in. And then secondly, there's a lot of pieces here. There's like a lot of guys who are looking at the next level. Um, There's going to be a competition for possessions. There's going to be a competition for usage. These guys have played together. I think they have their mindset on, you know, we want to win a Big Ten title. We want to do this things. I hope so. You know, for fans' sakes, I really do. But there's a lot of mouths to feed on this team coming in. Um, hopefully guys are willing to play within their roles. But um, to me, anytime I see a team where it's like uh, there are potentially four or five guys who are more than capable of, you know, getting 10 plus shots a game, um, that's something I, I think could could rear its head. Um Hopefully the success uh, overrides that, but those are two things that I, I think I would be a little concerned about um, entering this season. Um, but uh, but moving on from there, as far as the uh, the the last roster thing, I, I wanted to hit on here. Um, I always like to ask um, in these team previews whether you have a prediction for the team's top player. This year, I I think Illinois is kind of entering with a two-headed monster, um, and everybody's pretty familiar with with both those guys. Um, If you had to pick the third guy, who do you think is going to be number three this year for Illinois? Uh, What would your prediction be?
1: I think there's a good chance that it's Adam Miller um, stepping Mm -hmm. in to to fill some of those wing minutes. Um, But I also wouldn't be surprised if it's Austin Hutcherson, one of those transfers that set out last year. He averaged 26 and three as a sophomore um, at Wesleyan University, which is where Duncan Robinson came from. Um, And he averaged 40 percent from deep. Um, So he's a guy who can put the ball in the basket. Um, It's just a matter of proving that he can do it at this level. Uh, But I I think it'll be either Miller or Hutchison who kind of steps up and is a third scorer for for this team this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really think he's he's a player to watch this season. I think I I mean if if I'm projecting and we still got a month month and a half or, or whatever it is until the season is supposed to start, um, but I would have him in there for the discussion as far as um, uh, what was I going to say? All Big Ten freshman team. I, I think he's going to be that good. Um, we will just we'll have to see how many possessions he he he's going to get obviously he he's not going to be the the number 1 number 2 guy so it'll be interesting to see but i agree i i think he's got a lot of potential there um normally this is where i would ask you about the schedule and <laughs> what's to come but i don't think anybody has any idea on that um there's been rumors there's going to be non conference games other people have been saying there there aren't I don't think Illinois has announced much as far as the schedule is concerned. I know generally you would expect the big 10 ACC challenge, the Missouri game. Um, any thoughts on, on the schedule? I know we don't know much, but any thoughts before we, we move on?
1: Yeah, I haven't heard much either. I'm, I'm not even going to try and speculate. Um, but <laughs> I, I think this is a team that that'll finish in the top three um, when it gets conference time. Um, but that—that's all I'll speak on. Since, I, yeah, I don't even know what what the non-conference is going to look like.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's—it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I guess before before we do move on, I, I should ask. So the NCAA has quasi announced. I don't know if it was an official announcement or a report through CBS, but that the season's going to start on November 25th. Uh, presumably, that would interfere with some of the the non-conference tournaments. Maybe push back the Big Ten ACC challenge. We'll have to see how that unfolds. Um, you, any gut feel on whether you think that's going to happen? Um, how do you any gut feel on the first month or two? What you expect out of, out of college basketball? Oof.
1: Um, I, I'm most concerned with uh, how that's going to impact Big Ten scheduling um, yeah. because I know over the past couple of years we've seen those those early Big Ten games um, within the first week of December. Um, so if there is going to be a non-conference season, um, how does that, how is that going to fit in there? Um, and I, I, think it'll, it'll just be weird. Um, we could see teams with four or five, six guys in isolation, potentially, um, maybe even completely ruining tournaments if they decide to go that route. Um, so I, I don't know if they will just for that reason. Um, cause if you do then it, it has to almost be a bubble in my opinion um, or, or else this thing can kind of get out of control and potentially postpone even, even more than just one tournament. Um, so I, I think we'll try and limit yeah. non-conference tournaments like that. Um, they probably don't want players traveling across the country um, flying all over the place. I, I know the Maui is, I think being moved to North Carolina is is what I saw. Um, so I, mm. I, th- I think if non-conference games are going to be, around in November and December, then you'll probably see teams playing in their respective regions of the country.
0: Definitely. Yeah. That's what I would expect. I, I think um, nobody really knows what we're going to see here over, over the next couple of weeks. I think in a lot of ways for better or worse um, football is going to kind of be the, uh, the, the test subjects for, for basketball um, for sure. again, which is both good and bad um but i'm i'm interested to see if the big 10 uh carries over we're recording this podcast after the big 10 has announced their return to football um but specifically the one rule that i'm really interested in is the big 10 has a policy for football again this limited season where if you test positive you have to sit out for 21 days and i'm assuming that is based on something and and not just an arbitrary cutoff um, based on how this big 10 football season has been rolled out. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I'm going to presume that this is based on some sort of scientific uh, data or um, past experience, but will that carry over in basketball because you're talking about 21 days. I mean, you could miss six, seven games uh, over that period. Um, We're talking about, uh let's see. I got Illinois here. Um uh, January 5th, they played Purdue. La- this is last season. Um what would that be? So about three weeks. Yeah. That'd be six six games they would have missed. That would have been Purdue, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Northwestern Purdue, Michigan. So I mean you're talking about and i'm 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 not saying that this is good or bad, I mean obviously health and safety is a much higher priority than having a player available for a basketball game um but just from an on court perspective, that would have been devastating if if a star player missed that stretch, so teams are gonna have to be ready with the the bench. The depth is gonna have to be ready to go if they carry over that rule um I'm really interested to see what happens, but again, it's gonna be a season unlike any other. Should be interesting to watch, but, um, but with that, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll jump back to Illinois, the, the topic at hand, um, and avoid uh, too much COVID speculation. <laughs> um, but jumping, jumping back into the roster, uh, th- this is really what I, I wanted to ask you about. I mentioned a little bit earlier, but um, the starting lineup, how do you see that shaking out? And specifically, where do you see Miller either fitting into the starting lineup or off the bench?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think there are three guys that are, are pretty obvious, um, gimmies for this year's starting lineup and, and that's IO Kofi and, and Trent Frazier. Um, those last two spots I, I think are, are still up for grabs. Um, but judging off what we've seen Brad Underwood roll out in the past, I'm going to assume Demonte Williams is in there, um, just because he's proven that he can guard one through four, um, so I, I imagine he'll get that fourth spot and then the fifth spot will probably go to Adam Miller. Um, that's what I'm going to assume right now. Um, probably Miller or Hutchison, Hutcherson. Um, mm-hmm. so if Miller isn't starting at the beginning of the year, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't freak out. Um, he'll still be probably the first off the bench uh, along with Andre Cor- Corbello. They'll both get starters minutes, even if they don't start. Um, but right now, yeah, I have IO Trent Frazier, um, Adam Miller, Demonte Williams, and Kofi Coburn.
0: Okay. I was thinking along similar lines, so I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that. Uh, I I have basically the same lineup, and I was curious to, if you thought Miller was going to be able to get in there as well, because obviously he's, he's an unproven freshman, obviously very highly regarded as a high school prospect, but you never know um, until they get on the floor in college. But, I, I really think Illinois that's the best lineup if if the team is going to go far in march, if the team is going to seriously push for that big Ten title, I think Miller has to be in there playing 20 plus minutes a game because he's just too good to sit on the bench stuck behind uh, Frazier and AO um, and frankly again i I think that that last spot you mentioned it you got three guys who are solid surefire Bets, uh, assuming health to start, and then you got Demonte Williams, who's a solid starter. Um, he's he's not a great player, but he, but he's solid. Um, he's proven, he's experienced, and I think you need that last that last spark. And I, I think it's got to be Miller and a lot of these other guys. You know, you mentioned the transfers. We'll see. Um, you never know. Some of these transfers come in and are just pop right out of the gate other ones are more of a a mixed bag but you know it's it's one thing to expect 10 to 15 minutes of of productive play it's another thing to expect 20 30 something like that so I I think if you can fit those guys into a nice backup role um, some of the other freshmen into you know nice relief uh, roles I I think this team could be really really dangerous Um, how do you think uh, that team obviously it's going to be a little bit smaller Um, You know, Miller 6'3", a couple of these guys, I mean, Williams is 6'3", so it's going to be a smaller team. I know most college teams, NBA teams, are playing smaller than they ever have before, but are you concerned about how a a team like that would hold up in the Big Ten on the defensive side?
1: I'm not. uh, It's pretty much the same lineup that that was rolled out last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if you switch out Andre's Felice for Adam Miller. Yeah. Um Andre's Felice was even shorter than that and, and got the start in some True. games. Um Demonte Williams has proved, I mean, you know what you're going to get from Demonte Williams on offense. Um that's not why he's in the starting lineup, but he's shown that <laughs> he can go down and, and guard the fours. Um I I, I think uh, it, this should be pretty much the same defensive scheme um that we saw last year, um, same up, not quite as aggressive uh, as what we saw in that first year uh, with Brad Underwood um, and, and the guys jumping passing lanes, thirty-five feet out on the wings. Um, but w- with a rim protector like like Kofi Coburn, um, I, I think you can you can roll out a smaller lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think those are all great points. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, and, and as far as uh, last year's lineup and and having Kofi there and Williams to sort of protect things inside, I I think goes a long way. Um, particularly if if you're, I I mean I know the team wasn't particularly racing up and down the court last year. Underwood has faded a little bit in in that sense, um, but you know he he does like to run now and again. So having having those guys there is a is a safety valve. Um, I I do think is, is useful for Illinois. So should be interesting. Um, I I think we're both in agreement. I think Miller's got to start. I think that's your best lineup, but with that, uh, let's get to the money point. The thing everybody always likes to listen to season predictions. Um, What do you expect out of Illinois this year? I know this is, might be the hardest season ever to predict. We don't have a schedule. Uh, We don't know if there are going to be fans. Uh, There are a lot of weird things going on, but uh, what's your general prediction uh, for Illinois basketball this year? I I think this is a team that will stay
1: um, within the top 10 um, all season long. Uh, I think they'll get off to, if there is a non-conference season, um, I would expect them to to run through the non-conference um, just depending on, on what they get. But assuming that it's that it's all mid-majors, um, I, I see no issues there. Um, but once it gets conference time, I, I think this is a team that will probably, if they don't win it, they'll finish in the top three for sure. Um, I, I think it really is an Illinois versus Iowa fight this year um, for the Big Ten. Um, so I'm expecting one of those two teams to, to win it. I think it's a toss-up. Um, and then I think this is a team that will should at least play for for an elite eight, um, and if not, potentially even get to a final four. Um, so the expectations are are very high going into the year for Illinois this season.
0: Definitely, yeah. I I had Illinois. Um, what do I have? Second or third in my my our rankings as of now. I I think. Iowa and Illinois are, are certainly up there as far as the favorites. I think Wisconsin um, they bring back a lot as well, so they're they're going to be in the picture. Yeah, I had Illinois third. Um, I, I think they're going to be in the picture for the Big Ten title. Uh, they're more than capable of making a run to the Elite Eight, as you mentioned, the Final Four. Uh, they're they have the talent. The biggest thing, as far as the Big Ten is concerned, and Illinois did a pretty good job about this last year. And I, I think ultimately that's why they were, they were in the hunt for, for so long, but it always comes down to, you know, those couple of games that one team blows and the other team uh, doesn't for the big 10 title. Cause it's always a game, a half game. Uh, it's really tight. And in Illinois last year, they miss it by one game. Um, they would have won a share of the big 10 title last year. And I mean, you can look through the schedule, The Big Ten was really deep last year, so they didn't really lose any, quote-unquote, bad games. But, I mean, you can say they lost at Iowa, they lost at Rutgers, um, they lost at Ohio State. You can sort of take your pick as you look through. But um, it's always going to come down to to one or two games like that. Um, You know, can you bounce back from your losing streak faster than the other guys? Um, I expect another very, very tight race. I think all three of those teams I mentioned – Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin are going to be right there in the hunt. Wouldn't be shocked if Tom Izzo and Michigan State somehow found a way because it seems like they always do every year. Um, even though I I don't think they have the talent of that that top group, but should be fun. Um, I'm expecting some big things of Illinois, and you know this is something I, I should have mentioned too about the, the the potential concerns for this season. You know Illinois is playing with a lot of expectations this year. It's been a while since Illinois entered a basketball season with serious final four hopes and, and dreams. Um, that's something that some teams handle better than, than others. So uh, that'll be something to watch as well, but I'm excited for this group. I think they got a lot of talent, um, but uh, Tristan, any, any final thoughts here on Illinois, on the big 10 college basketball uh, before we go. And additionally, if you would just remind people where they can check out your stuff and where they can check you out.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, think this, if this team does ultimately make noise, um, this year and make it to a final four, uh, it's because they were led by the right guy. Um, I, I stepped up and, and hit some really big shots mm-hmm. last year on multiple occasions, um, on the road to at Wisconsin, at Michigan, at Penn state, he's shown he can do it. Um, if this team does anything this year, I, I think it'll be because I led the charge. Um, like I said, uh, I'm at kizik 20 uh, on Twitter, Instagram, um, and then Champagne Room at Champagne underscore room um, on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. So, yeah, go give us a follow. Thanks, Thomas, for, for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. It was good chatting with you again.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. Excited for the season happy to be previewing some some college basketball instead of talking about quarantine or something. Um, again, uh, for everybody uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, check out champagne room check out BT Powerhouse uh, tons of basketball content on both sites coming here over the coming weeks and months and otherwise we will see you next time everybody wear your mask be safe.